to go brother you ready to go let's roll all right the 2016-2017 nba trade deadline has come and passed my name's phil bolo aka sporting phil james holders aka j holders hoops what up not much how you doing today brother uh are you wiki wiki wiki, wiki. my bad i was i was mixing or you I was uh are you as excited as i was today it like like my twitter was blowing up with with, uh, with the action and maybe the big names that some people were kind of hoping that were gonna move didn't move, but we get to start off this talk with possibly one of the biggest guys who moved, and I'm feeling good about it. And, and if I'm in the West, I'm pretty scared. I gotta be honest with you that I felt like Golden State two years ago, where I started off strong and intense, and you know adrenaline was pumping. But your adrenaline can pump only so long, and then by the end of the, the time the trade deadline rolled around, and you know it came down to the final games against Cleveland, I was all out of gas. I was gassed. I couldn't keep up anymore. So I almost I gave up a three-one lead. <laughs> well, it's uh, I mean I don't really blame you for that one because starting um, with uh, Vivek and the Sacramento Kings. And and the amazing NBA 2K17, you know, season with no blockers, like 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 you're just sending, you know, junk in for whatever you want. Like, I think if you're an NBA fan and you were looking at this season, being like, you know, we have these two teams and they're gonna make it and everything else doesn't matter. This was that kind of weird, you know, wrench in the gears that I really liked. Like, now, um, obviously we're talking about the uh, DeMarcus Cousins for, uh, uh, to the Pelicans trade, which which I think is awesome because now there are more, there's more reasons to say the Pelicans. It, it's still a name I can't get, uh, I can't get behind. But I mean, the name, the name of this podcast is the away team podcast. I, I we, we really can't. can't all right. All right. All right. Can't awesome. throw stones when you live in a glass house. Um, so as everybody <laughs> and their mama knows, one, but, okay. as everybody and their mama knows that by now that, uh, the Pelicans landed the Marcus cousins, all they had to give up was buddy, buddy healed, uh, the corpse of Tyreek Evans, Langston Galloway, and uh, they gave so up. So it was basically. Uh, so it was basically uh, Boogie Cousins for uh, for Steph Curry, which you're saying. That's what I'm saying because Vivek came out of his mouth and said, "I guess it's reported that Vivek says he sees some Steph Curry in the Buddy Buddy Hill somehow. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe maybe he's using that Snapchat face swap app or something." Um, I think they're, uh, they, you know, it's a protected first round pick. I don't remember what the protection was. So it, they're going to get the pick in Sacramento. Uh, it's a top correctly. three protected. Protected. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think it's Pelicans or so. Uh, and a future second. Um, I, I was just flabbergasted that Boogie went for this cheap. And like I said, everyone, I think it's been almost talked about. It's almost like beating a dead horse. But give me your thoughts on it, man. I mean, I don't think it was just you was surprised. I think Demarcus Cousins was surprised. Like I was watching that press conference, and he he didn't want to go, man. He was like he he's been saying all the right things. He wants to be in Sacramento. He wants his guys. And well, uh, one thing that was really interesting to me was when he got the news. Um, he actually got a call uh, uh, from the GM of Sacramento after Vladdy Divac talked to him. He just didn't pick up the phone. 
Like, like, like he, like he's just saying, I'm ready for business, ready for business. I think him and Boogie, cause, uh, uh, sorry, him and Anthony Davis are gonna wreak havoc on this league. I think Boogie's like, you know what? This is th- this is how you want to play me. You don't even understand. I came from Kentucky. They played together. They're friends. They're going to punish teams. Punish teams. Like uh, they, uh, uh, when we're recording tonight, it's Thursday. Uh, uh, they just had their first game. And they dropped it, sure. But they both had pretty decent games. And I can't wait for that first game when they get to play the Warriors and just seeing Draymond Green pick up like five fouls in the first quarter. Because I think they're going to figure yeah, that out, how they're, how they're just keeping the ball up and just playing takeaway and just attacking both both corners. It's it's easy to say that, but I mean, we saw playing a, a le, uh, like a lesser version of Golden State tonight. It, it works for about the first half, but if you don't make, if they can't maintain, yeah, but the, that's a team that has continuity already, right? Like, like sure, there's a, there's a minor addition there who who played well, and we'll get into that. Yeah, but, but my point is that's the Rockets, and then the other end of it is Golden State. That's like saying, yeah, I got a nice luxury car, I got a Camry LS, and there's somebody else is driving a freaking Phantom. There's two different kind of luxury cars there, so. I get what you're saying, um, and I'm with you. I think in my head, I'm hoping, I'm praying for the them, them to snatch, them being the Pelicans to get the eighth, that eighth seed and match up with Golden State in the first round, and we can, we can see it'll be fun. But in reality, when you got Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry, it's it's really tough. So I like it though. Yeah. I'm with you. I really I like the pairing. Uh, I think they're gonna play well together. Boogie's more the bruiser. Uh, Browse, you know, he's a little more quote unquote finesse. I hate the nickname Fire and Ice. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I, like, like, like uh, uh, people are just throwing up those pictures of that Will Ferrell mo- movie where they're like figure skating. See that one? Yeah. That was so, so, nice. So let's 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 think real quick because I mean, like I said, uh, I think uh, I think next year they're going to be uh, they can be dangerous. I don't know if Gentry's the right coach. Uh, I think they're a couple players away, but I mean, it's, I think it's doable this off season that they can bring in maybe the type of players they need. Obviously, they need shooting around those two. Um and we'll, so Drew Holiday, I think he's he's in my line boy for Drew. A big payday. I love Drew Holiday. Ever, what's the max? Ever they, since. What's the max they pay him? Twenty. See, here's my problem with that is that we know Brow. I think he's going to get almost thirty. You know, even though he lost out that twenty five mil at the kicker, he's still getting you know twenty five to thirty. Boogie's about to get 180 mil over five years if he stays, and I th- I, I think he's going to stay. I said this to you offline. I think it's you take a man who was living in a, um, a refrigerator box down by the river, you can give him a you know your, his apartment doesn't have to be that nice, but you give him an apartment, he's he's in a hog heaven. He's playing with a top a, five player in the league, like right. It's 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 a great. It's going to be for really him, tough for him to find teammates that are better than drew holiday and anthony davis like 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 we could talk about drew holiday and someone instead of him but like like you will never play with a better big than anthony davis in his whole career right and we were just looking at the free agent list it's kind of slim pickings uh i like the i would like somehow they can poach george hill but you know if it's gonna be the same amount as drew what's the they're different george hill's 30 right and they both have the injury problem so why don't you just take drew at that point yeah, you're right. It's about the money, though. Again, I think you kind of got to think about. It. I don't think you can. You can. I don't know if you're going to max all three of these guys out. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it's not the end of the world paying three really good players a total of almost seventy million dollars, but it's probably not the ideal situation to actually get pieces around all of them. So, what um, do you see any wings or guards they should target in free agency this this uh? I mean, this I, summer. I mean, it's tough, but 
like obviously they can't spend a whole lot of money um uh, uh jeff green's an unrestricted free agent i don't think he'd sign for that little Boo. i don't know i i i, I like to talk uh, personally i would bring back caspi i'm a big fan of caspi he's 28 um, and you know he's got that continuity with Boogie already. If you can bring him back for something like eight to ten a year, even though he was just making like two point nine, like you could probably get him back for six or seven. Like if you could do that, okay. I like what he brings. Um, Check it out. Anthony Moore is a free agent this summer. That's a big one. I think he'd be. He's already played there before. Um, Gerald Green is a free agent this summer. That'd be a, a one. I like Gerald Green. I like Gerald Green a lot. Brandon Rush. Uh, is, mm-hmm. is is wasting away in Minnesota and not really getting any too much tick. I think he's a he's a nice player that could fit for those guys and probably get Jody Meeks is an unrestricted free agent. Ah, the injuries, that. dude. Yeah, the injuries. I think he's hurt again right now and he's been hurt like all this season. It'd be really and funny if they could pull JJ Redick. Season. Um. See again, you're and I guess I again because you're gonna, he's going to make big money this summer too. I think. He's even though he's thirty two and he might give you no know, he's not maybe he won't maybe have to, you probably want to give him a full four years you can probably get him for you know two and a maybe a I don't know a team player option whatever but I I don't know um, I mean I guess there's there's options at shooting guard right there's there's, there's some guys that that would actually probably help them I like the Brandon Rush one I think he's a kind of a better all around player than some of those guys we named earlier yeah I'm a pretty big fan of Rush but I don't know I just think I just think at at the end, if you can bring back Drew, like, like if he could give you some kind of discount, like, I don't think there's a big three that touches those guys. Uh, what? I, I I honestly don't like like I'm big on LeBron Drew. James, Kevin Love, and Kyrie. LeBron James is really pulling that up for me. Um, sure, I mean, yes, but Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, uh, Draymond Green. I gotta see long term how these guys play together. I, I oh whoa, 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 hold on. So are you? No, and I'm not. I'm not trying to clown you. Are you thinking that maybe this could work out better than with the? Well, we also know there's actually four in Golden State. Yeah. So I'm not saying better than Golden State, but you were saying you would take those three over Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. I know I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but I really like that they can throw something that no one can touch, like. I know Golden State's doing the same Holy thing crap, in different ways. I, I I know I'm just a sucker for the big man, but I I was just looking around the league and who can throw anything to defend them. And if they can just learn to play the two man game and slow it down, you make it you make it so hard sometimes, man. You make like it they so can hard hit three. I know, I know, but <laughs> over the hey, hey, if we agreed on everything, it'd be boring, right? But oh my god. Anyway, um. Also, Ersan Ilyasova is a free agent this summer too, um, and he he definitely he can stroke the three. He can play. He plays a four, even though I guess you could downsize him to three, but I don't know why because he get killed defensively. PJ Tucker is a free agent this summer also. Bogdanovich. Uh, I don't. Yeah, think, he's, free he, he's not free agent yeah, this man. summer. Is he? Yeah. Maybe he's under. Must be under power forwards. Uh, I like he he's he's actually listed as a shooting guard. I think that you're thinking about the other uh, Bogdanovich. I, I, I'm thinking of the one that uh, got traded today. From the Nets? Yeah, man. We're looking at. Uh, All right, we, I think we spent too much time yeah, on yeah, this okay. already. We, cause we, especially since we didn't, we said we didn't really want to talk about it, and we shouldn't because it's been talked about ad nauseum. But um, we, I think we both agree it's a really great move for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just injects a whole different level of expectations in life into the Pelicans. 
while I don't know exactly what went down with Toronto, but they did it. And I mean, not Toronto with the Kings, but uh, it's not a place to. It ask. makes the Pelicans must Bogdan. much watch TV, and you can and you couldn't say that before. I don't see Bogdanovich on the. We'll have to talk about Bogdanovich later. Yeah. You know, there's two of them in the NBA, right? There's one. There's one in Phoenix, and there's one. In fact, I don't know if it's in Phoenix. Bojan Bogdanovic. That's yeah, two of them. The other one's name is like Bogdan Bogdanovich. They're, they're both floating around the NBA. So oh, man. You, you know I did you. All right, so uh, who's next? That's that's enough about DeMarcus. Good, <laughs> I, good on, you know what? I'm really happy for DeMarcus. I was just – me and you were looking at their teams, and when when, when they're rolling out Trash. guys like John Salmon Trash. and Reggie – you know, uh, Reggie uh, – what's the guy with the beard? Reggie uh, Evans? Yeah, Reggie Evans. Rudy Gay. Beard, that, well, that's Rudy, even a good one, but – if you don't, yeah, I'd be mad if they going to work too. Um, so this one, not, we're not talking about too much. Lakers uh, gave up Lou Will to the Rockets for Corey Brewer, and, and Lakers a also got a first round unprotected pick from uh, Houston, and Houston got Lou Will. Uh, who who won the deal? I mean, it kind of looks like Houston did right now, only because Lou Will was blowing it up today. But it bothers me that uh, that Houston was okay to give up some uh, some wing defense. Like I know Brewer was playing some garbage some garbage minutes th- this year, and he really was kind of a shell of himself. But I think for the Rockets to really be successful, especially to play who they're obviously going to have to show up against at one time, the Warriors, they need some wing length. And Corey Brewer gave him that. Like Lou Will, I'm like, yeah, you got Eric Gordon. Like you just have a bunch of guards that can score. Like I get it, but. It just matters to me a little bit more. Like if they like if they had followed this up by getting some other guys to help out Trevor the Trevor Rezas of the world. Okay, so here's my thing with that, bro. It's like you ever see somebody go to McDonald's and they order everything a biggie sized meal and you know it's upsized and the extra nugget and then they you know then they get a diet coke. <laughs> There's no point. If you're gonna go all in, go all in. in. Houston decided we're gonna we're gonna blow you out of the building. We got shooters at every position, and we got James Harden running point. You know, just we're going to, you know, and we got a, a great pick and roll center. We're going to play modern NBA ball to the top, to the fullest. Well, go all in. And so Corey Brewer just, he's he was just eating up minutes. He's not, he hasn't been good this year. He's not a good defender regardless. Um, so you traded him, and you got another shooter. And now come off the bench, you got Eric Gordon and, um, and Lou Will, I think, how many, Lou had, what, seven threes? Yeah, uh, uh, seven from nine. He had, like, 27 points in his first game. They were up, I saw once they were up, like, almost 35 on this team we were just talking about with two great bigs, which I understand. But, so, no, if you're, yeah, if, you're if your style is going to be high octane, let it fly, let it fly. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm all in on the Lou Will move for that. And, and, and I think it's really weird that they, that the Lakers also now have Corey Brewer and Luol Deng. Like so, like there's a whole lot of dead weight at small forward there. That's the funny thing. I think uh, did we just see that Brewer might be a free agent this summer too? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much money this guy's gonna get after this. Um, speaking of Bogdanov- Bogdanovich, uh, Bo- Bojan Bogdanovich got traded from Brooklyn to the Wizards. Uh, him and Chris McCullough, uh, the power forward. I guess he's kind of supposed to be talented, but he's been like down in the D league. He doesn't get any burn really with, with Brooklyn. Didn't. They traded for Andrew Nicholson and Marcus Thornton. This this move to me, uh, it helps the Wizards. The Wizards we know need bench help. Mm-hmm. Their bench has been atrocious. Bogdan can hit a shot. And they got some size, six eight shooting guard. Yeah, and uh, let's see if uh, they can get him to be consistent. You know, he might, he should get a lot more space playing with John Wall and Bradley Beal. So it's a good move. It's, you know, they're they're they've been rolling, uh, and you know, hey, again, they need that. You, you got if you can 
you can stockpile more weaponry. Why not, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I think, yeah, it's kind of good both ways. I'm not a big fan of any of the players. And I think they released Marcus Thornton, too, by the way. Um, so. uh, did they? Oh, okay. Well, it, and it, Brooklyn also got a first-round lottery-protected pick from Washington, which means they'll, they'll, they're going to get a pick, which they need right now, right, because of that horrendous deal with the Celtics. Lottery-protected. They, they don't have a lot of assets. Yeah. Um, next up, Hawks get uh, Ersan Uzova. I like that guy. They got him from the Sixers. They sent Tiago Splitter back. Hawks get Ersan in a future second. Yeah. And the Sixers get Tiago and draft consideration. They're probably going to cut Splitter, so they're just do, uh, being the six men. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hinkie's looking so good right now, considering Colangelo is just dropping this. And we'll continue this in a bit. But, man, he cannot fill those shoes. Yeah, man, it's 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 funny because people murdered Hinky and he's been vilified, and people cheered when Colangelo came on board. I'm I'm I, I I'm starting to sense a little turnaround on that, uh, but this trade's not that big a deal. Also, Urson, I mean, hey, he's I think he's a pretty good player. He could be a rotation player on a really good team. He's been went from OKC to you know came over here now and let's put to, up some uh, decent numbers uh, there in Philly. Philly. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Philly, but. Well, he can play. Uh, he he really he really can shoot. He can spot yeah. up and knock threes down. Not he can rebound. Soccer, he's tough. Rebounder. He's six ten. Yeah, doesn't defender. He doesn't really defend, but he does. I mean, he he knows his role and he plays it very well. So, um, I mean, Atlanta, they're a playoff team. He's going to fit. He can play either with Millsap at when they go small at Millsap center. They, he can play with Dwight Howard and play power forward. You know, if they if Hawks want to go jumbo, they can put him at power forward with Dwight Howard and let Millsap run the three, you know, for small stretches. So he gives him some versatility. He adds something. And, and I think, is he going to be a free agent this summer? Did I just say that? I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and split and splitter fees release could be a, a decently valuable guy uh, jumping around, but I'm super, super, super excited about this next one. And, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I've been dogging the Dallas Mavs for a while. Uh, you want to set this one up? Okay. Yeah, Dallas uh, surprised me, at least. I think surprised everybody when we heard this one. Uh, Nerlens Noel, the uh, you know one of the, the 80,000 centers Philly had, is on his way to Dallas in exchange for Andrew Bogut, Justin Anderson, and a top 18 protected first-round pick, which means they're not getting a pick at all. And um, I, I don't understand. You couldn't have gotten more for Nerlens Noel than old man Bogut and Anderson and I don't get it, man. So let me ask you this question, and you can I'll let you riff off this. We just saw Boogie go for what everybody thinks is chump change, and now this. Is is this just the market for big men right now, or is this a, just a coincidence with two front offices who maybe had their backs against the wall and kind of panicked a little bit? I definitely think this is panic, and I, and I, I just think this is poor use of resources. I mean, you're trading New Orleans half, more than halfway through a season, and you're going to have to re-up them for some big money next year. So that kind of hurts because he hasn't had as much time to prove it on a big-time level. Um what kind of gets me here is I think they should have traded him a long time ago. Uh, for Dallas, this is a massive trade. Um, they, they were old and slow come two years ago. They've added Harrison Barnes, now Nerlens Noel. That's exactly what you need to maximize. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki for the rest. Uh, Matthews is back. Um, uh, I think they're going to release or waive Deron Williams. Um, but... This is exactly what they need, and for Philly, like I, I don't trust the process anymore. Like, like this is a sixth overall pick. You could have traded him a million times for way more than this. Bogut, you're probably not keeping. Justin Anderson can barely hit threes, and and, and a bottom pick that barely matters for uh, uh, for a guy that 
you know, he he's he, he's a rangy defender. Like like he's not a slow plotting center like some of these other guys we're talking about, like Nurkic and all these. Like like this guy can defend. Like like I don't know. The Spurs would love a guy like this next. It, 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 I think most teams would love a guy like this, man. And what, I, I think you hit the nail on the head where they've been dragging this out since last summer. You know, we, they knew one of them had to go, and they just kind of drug their feet, drug their feet. And I get that now I think Nerlens is a free agent this summer, and whoever signs him has – or at least a restricted free agent. So they're gonna have to, somebody's going to have to pay him. And that's what Philly didn't want to do. Well, if you knew this last summer. Just move him. And, and I understand that they kind of held him around to see, you know, as insurance for Embiid or whatever. But this is a, a cautionary tale, I think, to me. And it, I'm going to say this. It might be a little foreshadowing for Boston. You can hold on to your assets till all of a sudden one day they're they're not worth as much. And now you're scrambling to just try to get pennies on the dollar. And and that's what I think. that's They, they, they knew. And they, they didn't knew. trade Okafor, too, Even, by the way. Yeah. And, and you know why? Because they probably got less for Okafor. Man, you know what I'm saying? Jokes, so it's Colangelo um, does not. I really think stand in those shoes. So so let's talk real quick. Nerlens has a now now you got you're gonna have a lineup of Wes Matthews, Harrison Barnes, Nerlens Noel, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, Duran's gone, so I guess Yogi, Seth Curry, Yogi. Oh yeah, Yogi and Seth. Seth's gonna be it. You know, he's kind of a two. He's not really kind of sneaky. So. JJ Bur- and, and they got Rick uh, Rick Carlisle, which kind of like Carlisle's a really good coach. But right now, Dallas is uh, wow, they're only three games out from eighth. This is going to be a good battle for ahead eighth, of, right? Because they got a... Uh... So ahead of them is uh, New Orleans. Uh, I think they're going to actually get together. Portland's ahead Sacramento. of them. And Zach, Zach is probably going to start All tumbling hard. pretty soon, right? So uh, and then Minnesota also is only a half game behind them, right? So with no Levine, though, I think Minnesota is not going to do too much. Um yeah, so I mean, what do you think? What are the chances of making playoffs uh, this year? I lo- man, I'm gonna say no, just cause I I'm so bullish on uh, on the Pelicans. Like I I think they're real good, and in 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 a lot of other years, had they started differently, maybe I, I think New Orleans is exactly what they need. Um, just when you're taking two top top four bigs in the league and putting them on the same team, and you're fighting them, I don't know, man. I'll say this. I learned my lesson because I, I counted Dallas out like every year since they missed the playoffs that one year, and they, they, they somehow string it together and get it. Carlisle's a really good coach. so I, I, I'm i not going to say definitely. Um, I, I, I don't believe in Portland, even with Nurkic. Who looked I think they did uh, the best they could have, and this is giving them the best fighting chance. Like I think that's how you kind of have to phrase, frame that one. I think Denver's going to end up having problems soon. They just have too much. And, you know, there's some of these vets were probably expecting to be traded and didn't get traded. I, I don't think that's – I know it's not a bad environment in Denver. They're, they have they, – but when you have this – guys want to play. And guys get DMPs and guys are getting 10 minutes here or there. Cause the guys want to play. There's no, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason to it because there's just too many guys in, in Denver. So um, I'm not saying it's going to be a problem. I just think that it – Eventually, it might be a problem. Not even a problem where they're yelling at each other, but you know, guys, guys probably get a little unhappy. Yeah. So. But man, as a known Russell Westbrook fan, as I know you are, uh, you got to have been pretty happy with with what OKC was able to snag from Chicago. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Was. You don't sound so that pumped, know, man. Uh, well, because this is the thing. Like 
right now, all right, so the Thunder got uh, Taj Gibson, a longtime veteran power forward, uh, for du- and Doug, Dem- Doug McDermott, uh, a guy, a guy. I'm, I'm, I think people still aren't sure what they have in uh, in him. And all the all OKC had to give up was Anthony Morrow, who has been playing sparingly anyway and hasn't been very good this year. Joffrey Laverne, who is you know one of their you know again they got like 15 bigs, and Cameron Payne, who came back from that injury, but he's been pretty bad since he came back. Which so that's the one that kind of that's my sticking point right there. Um, and also, OKC also got a second round pick for mm-hmm. next year. So. In the short term, sure, Todd Gibson definitely help, helps with uh, Cantor out. You know, I think Cantor's gonna be back very soon, and even if he he can back up both. He brings uh, defense. He's athletic. Uh, yeah, he's still kind of athletic. He's not the the monster he used to be. He was pretty. He's a, he's a pretty good bounce, but he's he's tough. He's hard nosed. He plays defense. He's no nonsense. I think Russ is gonna love him. With McDermott, um, I think McDermott's gonna come off the bench and score like. They can throw a lot of looks, right? They can th- start Robertson and Taj and Adams and with Depot and throw some real defensive looks at you. They can throw McDermott uh, with, like, Taj and and Ev- uh, sorry and Cantor to get some offensive looks. Like, I think this gives them a bit of depth and, and, and a bit of consolidation. I, I don't think they got rid of anything that really mattered. And I think they got some options in guys like uh, Doug McDermott's 22. Oh, no, sorry, he's like 24. But let's see if that works out. I think Taj is probably gone, but uh, they got a pick. And outside of maybe hurting uh, Westbrook's feelings, because I think him and Payne were kind of tight. But Nah, the, the rest understands the business of it. I, I, so last 12 games, uh, Dougie McBuckets is averaging 11 points a game, shooting 45% from three on almost four attempts a night. Uh, the So... The main thing they need in OKC, and this is we've seen it, it's obvious from the, some of their losses that Washington. I think this is because of that Washington loss where they missed like 23 shots in a row, and guys just were bricking three pointers. They gotta find sh- somehow some kind of spacing for for Russ. Uh, Buckets fills that role, and uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know. I think I, mean, I don't know when he's a restricted free agent. I know he's a, you know he's on the rookie contract still, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and Taj Gibson in the short term really helps. Uh, like I said, shores up that power forward center position. I just this is my thing about that. Like what to what end? Um, because if he if Taj walks this summer, sure you guys you had help this you know in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go very deep anyway. What they need in in OKC is not these kind of little moves around the margins. They need to somehow find a way to bring in a second star to go to Russell Westbrook. Um, so maybe maybe McDermott's you know. Rookie, maybe he'll showcase himself and, and they can package him in an attractive trade this summer, I guess. But so, it, yeah, it, I don't think this is a move. Let's say they move up from seventh seed to sixth seed. Does that really nah. matter? I, no, not no. No, so, no, I agree with you. It's not super moving the uh, the needle. Um, we're, are, are we're... It's fun though because I, I've been wanting to see uh, Taj get out of there. He, I think he's kind of unappreciated in Chicago, yeah. so. It's good. Imagining him and Steven Adams, you know, wrecking other teams' interior sounds yeah. fun. All right, so uh, we're getting close to uh, the end of the game here. So uh, I'll just rough through, rough through a couple of these quick ones that are kind of our, our non-issues. Uh, uh, Hibbert, yeah, Hibbert's right. now a nugget. Who really cares? K.J. McDaniels is now a net. I think we're both feeling good. This guy finally, hopefully, getting a chance to showcase. He's fun. He's, he's uh, 6'6", plays defense, can dunk on everyone. 
And the good thing is, like, we know that the Nets are in full-on development kind of mode. So hopefully he'll get some actual minutes here in the second half of the season, and they'll work with him, man. Because if he's if he's an asset, which he is on his contract, uh, and you know, they, they, hopefully he actually flourishes a yep. little bit there in in Brooklyn. We also got the Lakers. Uh, they got Tyler Ennis uh, for just for cap space. I don't feel any way about that. I know he was supposed to be pretty good. I like Tyler Ennis as a backup point guard. Like I don't think he'll ever be a starter, but I think he solidifies it. I think he's a he's a heady, good character guy. And I think in in a locker room that has a guy like D'Angelo Russell, if you had it all worried, he's a he makes some sense. What school? What school uh, do you go Tyler to? Tyler Ennis. Uh, it doesn't don't. matter. I was just trying to like get interested in him. I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, Syracuse. Uh, Mike Scott. Mike Scott came from the Hawks and he went to Phoenix and I think you already told me that Phoenix yep. is going to cut him and he just did he went for the sec, a second round pick in cash. Only thing I could think of is I guess Phoenix is like, dude, we're so flush with young players right now, we can't do anything else with these. I, here, take this. Pick. <laughs> we just need space, do, right? Um, Mike Spot. The only thing I'm say about him, he has a, he actually has like emoji tattoos all over his neck. He's he's a kind of a weird like guy, that. and he looks like he, he looks like he's homeless in his in his picture for on the sites. Um, Oh, Jared Sillinger to the Suns for PJ Tucker. Uh, so yeah, Phoenix sent Jared uh, got Jared Sillinger, which I, I'm hearing they're gonna they just yep. waved him already. And the Raptors got PJ Tucker, and they also just got Serge Ibaka. Defense. So here's yeah, they they really shored up the defense LeBron and the stopper. offense actually because that's not going too far. <laughs> they got two guys who can um, stretch the floor a little bit. And guys who can defend a little bit. Let's see if Serge can get back his defensive intensity. But P.J. Tucker will be intense. Really, um, I, some of my favorite games with him was watching battle with Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant was in OKC. He gave Kevin Durant all he could handle. Uh, and then he went back at him at the other end. You got to love it because they played together in college. It allowed so, them to go um, small ball yeah, he, and and big, right? Because he, he can play some small ball power for You can play him and Carroll and Ibaka. You can play him at the three. Obviously, he's coming off the bench. He can guard some more of the physical twos in the league. For sure, yeah. It's he gives he gives he gives the uh, Dwayne Casey a lot of versatility on defense, and he's going to help on the offense. I, I don't think he's shooting very well from three this year, but I think for his career he's been a decent. I think he's shooter. he's and exactly he, who they need because they saw when they played uh, some other teams in the playoffs last year when they went small, they were getting wrecked. Like guys like Terrence Ross w- wasn't be, wasn't able to keep up, and for years they've been beating up. They've tried to have other guys like James Johnson and such kind of worked. But right now they have a pretty strong 10-man rotation. They can play defense at every position. They're deep at every position. Sure, they didn't. Um, I heard there were some rumors there for Andre. Hey, would you have done that, by the way? Uh, 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 just to finish that, exactly. I, I heard they were offering JV for Andre Drummond. Um, I think it was, I, I, I think it was Cor- uh, Joseph and JV for Drummond, like, like very close to that. I think that would have helped sure i guess that would help detroit i don't know if that helps uh toronto jv i mean Dre, drummond's starting to kind of bother me a little bit he has a little bit of that dwight howard hey i, I, I he thinks he's better than mm-hmm. he actually is and he, he's kind of pouts a little bit when he doesn't get his way it seems like and i'm not saying he's pouting now i just know that he hasn't advanced as much as we thought he would after you know a couple years ago and that kind of troubles that's troubling so no uh if i'm if i'm detroit i would have probably done it and if I was Toronto, I would. And uh, and with this PJ t- uh, 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 Tucker ad, um, I know you gave them very uh, very slight chances against um, against Cleveland with the Ibaka ad. Is this moving the needle at all, or too or too much of a small ball move? 
I mean, it helps. Everything helps, right? Especially against Cleveland. But my thing is, we know that playoff LeBron is a whole different animal. Peter Tucker's not stopping him. Demar Carroll's not stopping him. Um, and I'm not trying to give him some kind of godlike powers, but the, I mean, it's it is a different animal now. But the, I guess a good question now is, Boston didn't do anything at the deadline, and uh, they're still the second best team of the, you know, record-wise in the East. Did Toronto do enough to leapfrog Boston? They added, you know, adding a guy like Ibaka and PJ Tucker, and getting some rest now at the All Star break. Did they come out and maybe reclaim? Their I think they the do. I, I think they go ten strong. I I love the front court. Um, I love the fact they have shot blocking. They have youth. I love that they finally have depth at that wing, whether it's Carroll or whether it's Tucker at the shooting guards. Define defense, offense. Demar Derozan uh, with Powell at, on the at the point guard. They have Joseph Lowry and uh, and they have some other guys behind. They have a strong ten man rotation. They can throw you many looks, big, small. Coach Casey, I like. I just think there's enough guys on this team. Uh, other like, listen, we got to turn around. We're at that point of our career where we need to win. And instead of instead of the management not doing anything and just saying just suck it up, they brought guys in, and so now they can literally go to that locker room and be like, listen, we brought you the guys. Let's go ball. Let's go take. Uh, uh, you took Cleveland to six. Use that as motivation. You didn't have a Baca. You didn't have uh, Tucker. These were your weak positions. We just filled those. No more excuses. Let's get it in. My thing is, um, I think if Toronto had a better coach, they would have to do all this I kind of season. I agree with you. I think they're not going to win anything as long as Dwayne Casey. That coach. Dwayne Casey like should a be a defensive coach, like he was in Dallas with Rick Carlisle. And I think they like him. The players seem to like him too, right? But at the same time, when you hear them kind of sniping about the end game plays and stuff. It might be just time, man. I mean, we saw it with OKC. I think they waited a year too long in OKC. It might just be time for the OKC to go. So it's a good play. I think it gives them. It's going to improve them. I don't. Not enough to say, hey, they're going to challenge Cleveland, but I do think it gives them a, a better chance. I thought Boston was better than Boston's proven that they're better than this season. I know, but adding yeah. talent that really helps. Well, speaking of time, man. I think yeah. That's it, man. Speaking oh. of time, we're uh, we're about up. We're uh, past the final clock. So. What do you guys think out there? Do you, uh, did, uh, what was your favorite trade of the NBA deadline? Did it, did your team make the moves they thought? You can hit us up on social media on Twitter at jholishoops for my man James at at Sporting Phil for myself. Um, anyone who follows me knows I live in the ESPN trade machine, so this was like uh, a second birthday for me, and it was fun. What? We also got a we, we 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 were remiss. We didn't talk about the trade that almost was that would have ruined the internet. Derrick Rose for Ricky Rubio. I was pulling for it, bro. I wanted. I wanted yeah, that. well, especially uh, with, uh, with Levine gone, uh, they needed some points, and it would have given them a chance to go into that eighth, which I think they have none now, and it would have cleared some salary. And and, and to be fair, in New York, um, I kind of like Ricky Rubio with Chris Depp, So um, I I think I have to agree with you. Uh, that's one that uh, should have happened, and it was it would have would have been a win win. I just wanted to see it for the chaos because I know that their Rick Rubio's the statistical darling, even though I'm not very impressed with him because he just can't shoot, and Rose is a statistical villain because he's a volume scorer and he does not a lot else. I, I wanted to see just to just to see people's heads explode. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you can add that one in. Ricky Rubio, Jalen, uh, Derek, Derek Rose. Maybe should have happened. Maybe shouldn't. That's why uh, that's why it was next year and June. So uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. All right, boys.
Just keep shooting for the hey. What's what's what they say? Keep shooting for the moon. And if you miss, you'll be among the stars. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you.